Please turn in your Bibles this evening to Romans chapter 8. And we'll be there in just a minute as we attempt to prepare ourselves for what we're going to hear tonight. And I'm going to kind of do it in an unusual way. Who remembers the cartoon Popeye? Everybody know about Popeye? Yeah, we, uh, I'll never forget the first time I watched that. I was having a lot of anxiety. Here this nice guy is, and he has this big brute that's just beating all over him. And it's, and it's for olive oil. Now, now, I'll never figure out where, where the fight was in that. But nevertheless, that's usually where the beef was. It was usually because of olive oil and, and Brutus was just all over him and he would just smash him and he would tear him up and he would beat him down until I thought it was just the end for Popeye and then all of a sudden he finds this can of spinach. And, and man, he could just squeeze that spinach, it would pop in the air, that spinach would go in his mouth and all of a sudden things changed. Popeye had a newly found power. Not, not in the bicep. It was all forearm, if you remember, but he had a newly found power and all of a sudden things changed and he was able to have the upper hand on all of the suffering and all of the beating that was going on. And they all live happily ever after, right? Well, until the next episode. You watch it again the next day. I get home from school and I turn it on and he's right back to getting beat on again. That poor Popeye is. But And I tell you what, you and I can relate to that in so many ways because there are Brutuses in this life that are going to to beat on us and wear on us and they're always going to keep coming back as long as we are here in the flesh, as long as we are here upon this earth, there is going to be sufferings in our lives and the Brutuses might come in way of of disease. The, the Brutuses might come by way of death. Maybe it's going to be temptation. Maybe it's people, but they're always going to be there and they're always going to be coming back so we can relate to the Brutuses in life in a lot of ways. And, if, and as we look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 18, the Holy Spirit writes through Paul and writes, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, the Bible says a lot of things about suffering. There, there are a lot of different things we see in the Bible about suffering. The psalmist said, it is good for me that I've been afflicted. And he goes on to say that I might learn the Word of God is what he's saying there. Uh, so, so we see that suffering is for our good. There are results that are good from suffering. We talked a little bit about it Sunday. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. And then there is the matter of sufferings concerning our faith. And what James says about that is, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. 
So as we look at suffering, we can see it from all aspects in the Bible. Suffering uh, shows us um, our faith. Suffering strengthens our faith. There are a lot of good things that come out of this suffering that we go through. But here tonight, the way we're going to see this, we are going to look at suffering that we're absolutely going to go through. Brutus is always going to be around while we were, while we are here. And as we go through it, look, there's going to be a side of suffering we're going to see tonight that there is really not any weight to it. And I'm talking about specifically what we're going to share because I know suffering is hard. I know suffering has to be endured. I know we go through a lot of suffering and it's not always easy. But there's something we're going to see tonight that is going to be a great relief concerning our suffering. It's going to show a great victory that is coming for you and I because the Apostle Paul has made a calculation. When he says, for I reckon, that word one of the definitions of that word is to calculate. So Paul has done some calculating. And he's done some calculating according to the suffering that you and I go through in life. And and I believe, if you're with me tonight, I believe that Paul is very well qualified to do some calculating concerning the suffering that we go through in life because he was the one that was beaten uh, 39, time, 39 stripes five times. He was the one that was stoned. He was the one that was shipwrecked, cold, naked, and in perils of, of, of waters, in perils of all kind of danger in his life. And then what, what I believe is probably the worst was the mental anguish as he had such a great care of all of the churches that came upon him daily. I, I, I reckon that Paul could reckon about some suffering. He could really calculate these things and, and, and cons- you just consider when he was robbed, you consider when he thirsted, when he was in hunger, and Paul could do some reckoning about the sufferings that he says are of this present time. And notice it doesn't say the possible sufferings that we go through. Notice he doesn't even say the probable sufferings that we go through. There's not a question about it. For I reckon that the sufferings, it's an absolute. It's something that is there. It's something that is going to be joined to you and I. It's something that is going to affect you and I. But in this calculation, we're going to see how much it might not affect you and I. Look, even though we're going to continually experience suffering on this earth, uh, it's something we know we're going to go through. Life is not sorrowless. And it's not painless. We kind of think in our minds and we really want to get to a place sometimes where we're not going through anything like that, where we don't have anything like that. We may even float off in our mind to say as a Christian, can't everything just go smooth and great? But that's not how it is. And the Bible never tells us it's going to be that way. So we must be prepared for the sorrow and the pain. And and all of you can agree with this. There can't be any argument because you know suffering. You know suffering. You've been through it. You have endured something in life. You have had to suffer. You have been in some pain. And and it's typical. It's typical in all of our lives. We've all been there. Suffering is typical 
But there's a little something before we go on to another point that I want to talk about. It's also temporary. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time. Now, in, in to the church at Corinth, as Paul writes to them, he talks about the amount of time that this present time is. He says it is but for a moment. These light afflictions are but for a moment, he says. This life is likened unto a vapor. It's likened unto a shadow. It's likened unto a weaver's shuttle, which is the fastest operating device of that time, uh, a swift messenger or a flower. This life has come to pass. It's temporary. It's no one ever thinks it's going to be forever upon this earth. And it's not. It has come so that it can pass. And it's going to pass very quickly. Very quickly, we will be out of this temporary trouble. We will be out of this temporary suffering that we are in. Paul calculates a life of suffering. And he calculates the time of this suffering. And he says that the sufferings of this present time, they are a very short season concerning the sufferings we're going to go through. Paul has done some calculating, but not only has Paul done some calculating about our suffering, that you and I might be encouraged about it tonight, but he has made a comparison. If you'll look with me to the rest of the verse. He says, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. So according to this point and what he's saying here, and according to a comparison, I'm going to tell you tonight that where, where in other parts of the Bible we see that our suffering is for good, our, our suffering is never for nothing, our suffering is going to be used in eternity as we rule and reign with Christ one day, we're going through training as we're going through suffering. But in another sense, I want to say that the suffering doesn't even matter compared to something that God has prepared for you and I. The sufferings of this present time, they're not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Why couldn't Papa just walk off in the sunset one day with olive oil and leave Brutus permanently behind, never to catch up with him again, never to look back, done in the past, Brutus is gone. Why couldn't we have a final episode where it would be that way? Because it's going to be that way for you and I. That's the way it's going to be concerning the Brutuses of this life. One day for us. That's what we're going to do. We're going to leave the Brutuses behind. Our destiny has been paid for. It's been given to us. It's a very great deal. God has packaged it all up for us. Jesus said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come and get you to myself. It is prepared for you and I. Something that has been prepared by the Lord that is not worthy that the things of this life should even be compared to. So let's go ahead and look at it in this light that God is showing us tonight that these things, even though they're painful now, even though they, they change us in some ways, even though they, they, they hurt in a lot of ways, in another way, they don't even matter 
And, and the reason why we can't fathom that, we can't fathom all of heaven and all of eternity and what it's going to be like. But that's exactly what Paul is saying here is that they don't matter. Our wonderful Lord and Savior is coming to the clouds one day and He's getting all of His children and He's taking us all home together. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. I'll tell you what, there is the comparison is actually no comparison. As you look at this life and you look at it in the darkest light and, and everything that we go through, it is actually no comparison, no matter concerning what's going to come for you and I later. And I'll tell you what, that is a spiritual balm. That is a spiritual balm for the soul that you and I need. We need to think on those things above. We need to set our affection on heaven above because of what we go through in this life and to consider what Paul is saying here. It is good for the soul. I mean, that that's the only scriptural prosperity preaching is the preaching on heaven. And that's okay to prosperity preach on heaven because everything's going to be perfect there. It's all going to be great. Our sorrows over perfection for eternity, the glory which shall be revealed in us. What comfort we are going to experience soon and very soon with our Lord. Soon and very soon we are going to see the King. I love it when we sing that and I, I, I try to, I try to picture that just as much as possible, which isn't very much, but, but I know it's going to happen. I know it in our hearts and the current unseen fullness of our Lord's glory is going to be reflected upon us. We are going to see Him face to face one day. There is an appointed blessedness that you and I are going to enter into and we're going to be able to forget about all that took place here. That's a pretty strong phrase in the Bible where he says all tears shall be wiped away. The, the power of that, that word in the original language, it's, it's something permanent, all right? And, and there's no comparison to take place concerning the blessedness that's in store for us. You're here in the midst of multiple disturbances, but approaching very quickly is a magnificent appearance. And it's going to be all worth it one day. We're irritated now. We go through some things now. But what's coming is going to be a lot different. It kind of reminds me of the oyster or the clam that gets a grain of sand lodged in the side somehow. You know that, you know that, uh, well, I'll tell you that in a minute. But the oyster or the clam gets that dirt lodged right inside that shell. And I've never asked the oyster, but I understand that it's very irritating to the oyster. I understand it's painful and it's misery to have a, a grain of sand to be lodged into that shell. But what happens to that little grain of sand? It starts getting coated over and over. It, the oyster can't do anything, cannot get rid of the grain of sand, but it can coat it. And as, and as it coats, and as it coats over and over, something starts changing and it starts making things better as that grain of sand is coated. And that grain of sand eventually becomes a pearl. 
you you have a you have a grain of sand and it, an irritated oyster and a grain of sand and then the producing is a pearl. There's no comparison. All right, there's no comparison to that. I man, pearls are beautiful. I can't stand oysters. I I ate oysters one time, raw oysters on the half shell. I, Went to a restaurant with some people I didn't know well, and I didn't have very much money, and I was kind of embarrassed about it, so I made him think I wanted that raw oyster on the half shell. It was the cheapest thing on the menu. I can't stand oysters, but pearls are beautiful. Women love to wear pearls. It's a beautiful thing. It's something that is beyond compare, one from another. There's no comparison to them. And that's what Paul is saying here about what He has prepared for you and I versus what we go through in this life. And to be a strength to us, to be an encouragement to us, to lift you and I up. As terrible as things are here, they are of no weight to be compared to the glorious state which shall come into view, which shall welcome us in, which shall surround us infinitely, eternally and forever. Oh, what God has prepared for His people. It's a wonderful thing. Whatever we have to go through, and, and, and we're looking at this by comparison, whatever we have to go through in this life, it is less than nothing compared to what God has in store for us. We'll only fully know this when we're there, but I trust it and I believe it with all my heart. I believe God. He's faithful and true. He can be trusted. He is completely trustworthy. He can be depended on. We can depend on no other word in this life maybe, but we can depend on the Word of God and it is going to be a glorious state in eternity. Compared to what is ahead for us, The things now are less than nothing. And we must fix our view on this infinite future which will not allow heartbreak, heartache, or hard times to cause you and I to forget who's coming to take us away from all of this. He's coming to take His children away. And it's and it's forever. It's for eternity. He's coming to take us from all of our suffering. And He's coming in not too long. For I reckon that the sufferings of this, this just this present time, it's not too long that He's coming. And He's coming to take us away from all of it, okay? Let not your heart be troubled. There's a prepared perfection that God has for His children. And we conquer. We go through the sufferings of this life, but we conquer by comparison. We conquer by comparison. Our suffering is not nothing. It is really something. And it can really take down a Christian. And it can devastate a Christian. But our suffering is less than nothing compared to our future as a child of God. And we must have our focus there. We must continue to keep in mind what God has in store. The the the. The person that is getting closer and closer to retirement from their job, they can get up every morning and they can keep on going. I've heard Barry talk about retirement and it's coming in your future uh, at some point in time. And that keeps you and I going for that. But there's no comparison. There's no comparison. Just like what you might expect to be coming. Kind of like the mother. Kind of like the mother that goes through all of those pains. All those pains for nine months, and it's painful, and 
and she suffers and she gets sick and she hurts and sometimes it may be her back that hurts. Whatever the case, there are numerous symptoms that an expecting mother goes through. And she suffers, she's in pain, she's in tears sometimes, she cries. And then that child is born. And it is worth all the suffering that she went through. And she proves it over and over by having another child. And some another one. And some another one. And the, and, and the, the pain just over and over for that beautiful child. For what's coming in the future. The woman's glad to go through those pains. And you and I ought to think about that concerning what's coming for our future. You know, suffering is bad, but the future being beyond compare makes it better. And that glory which shall be reflected upon us, I mean, nothing gets better. That's the best for you and I. And we always have an example in our Lord Jesus of these things. As the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross. None, none of us have striven unto blood. None of us have suffered the way our Lord Jesus has. He is able to have, He doesn't have sympathy for what we go through. He has empathy for what we go through. He has been there. He know, uh, Hebrews 4.15 He knows how we feel in all that we go through. He's, he's never too busy for us. He knows exactly what's going on and He knows how it feels to go through the suffering that we go through. He has been there and He's done that and then some. And then some that you and I will never go through. And the joy that was set before Him, He endured that cross. The cross was painful. The cross was hard for Jesus. He, he sweat as it were great drops of blood that this might pass from Him. But He said, nevertheless, your will be done. He, and He did the will of the Father and, and He did it considering the joy that was set before Him. That joy being every saved soul. Just a little over a week ago, Julie Carter trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as her Savior. God saved her soul. And that was joy to Jesus as He endured that cross. Knowing what was coming. Knowing the saved souls in heaven. Knowing the celebration in heaven. Knowing that glad reunion day with all of God's people. And when we worship and serve the Lord forevermore. And, and Pastor Jesus Christ is pastor of a perfect church in heaven. It's all going to be glorious. And it was joy for Jesus to think about the work that He finished on the cross. And, and what was done for souls to be saved from their sins and into eternity, for their punishment to be waived, for their fine to be paid for, the joy that was set before Jesus. He endured that cross for you and I. And our sufferings of this present time, they're not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in you and I. You and I have something to, to compare and we conquer by comparison as we consider what God has in store for you and I. Jesus endured it on Calvary's hill for you and I. Let us endure less suffering than Him. Suffering that He knows about. Suffering that He'll help with. He's a very present help in time of trouble. 
And He has all that we need to help us. Let us keep our view fixed on Him. He had His view fixed on those people that, that, were, that had been saved those people that were being saved, those people that continually shall be saved. He had His view fixed on them when He took the cross, took our pain and took our punishment so that He could provide eternal life. And eternal life for the child of God, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, it's beyond compare. The things in this life can't even be compared to what God has in store for you and I. Nolan and Nolan, would you please close us in a word of prayer this evening, sir?